0: Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refunds. Subscription auto renews. This is the House of Hockey podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Hockey is more than a game. It's a lifestyle. It's you, the die-hard, supportive fans, your favorite players who are on the team you cheer for and the organization who supports them.
1: The companies that make your gear, bags, and beer league sweaters, the Hockey Moms, and hockey dads, and everything else that makes this House of Hockey your home. Come on in. I'm Breezy. And I'm Ray Ray. And And this this is is our house. House. Welcome to the House of Hockey podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Breezy.
0: And I'm your other co-host, Ray Ray, trying to hide my (laughs) headphone cord and it's not working. And welcome to the show.
1: Welcome to the show. Episode 88. We have
0: a Nine, guest. Nine eighty-nine.
1: Guest. Oh, 89. I just changed it. Holy crap. I Does stopped. it
0: matter? Is anybody counting at home? I don't
1: think so. <laughs> <laughs> but we uh, we do have a guest this week. We have a, uh, a Jill of all trades. She's a ice hockey player, digital marketer, strategist, uh, beauty queen, hockey coach, all around good person. You want to do the honors?
0: Joanna Nagel, who's also... When we say beauty queen, she is Miss Vermont USA, wearing a legit crown and a sash. And she's going on to compete in the Miss USA competition uh, the weekend of the 29th or whatever date, November 29th is the day of the competition. So you must tune in and cheer on. Don't worry, she'll tell you during the interview where to watch. She's incredible. She is such a talented hockey player. She played in college, she coaches, she plays in adult leagues. Oh, and she's like compete, competed to become Miss USA, Miss Vermont USA. And she freaking won. (laughs) And she's helping promote the sport of hockey to women. It's like the coolest thing. It i think cool. it's the
1: coolest thing <laughs> yeah and she's pretty much what she thinks is the only uh ice hockey player uh in her little beauty queen uh what do you call that
0: I don't pageant know, world
1: I don't know. pageant world yes i was gonna say a huddle for some reason i don't know why i <laughs> want why i don't know uh but it's really cool and people are taking a liking to her and people have been asking her like hey can you teach me you know how to skate and whatnot so i think that's pretty cool she's she's doing a good job and she's uh Kind of touches on how she coaches the little, Mm -hmm. uh, her team. I don't want to say little because you're not necessarily little, but she uh, gives us a little insight on that. And overall, you know, she's uh, just a good person. So we are super happy to have her on on the show.
0: Yeah, it's a great story. It's a great inspiration for anybody to realize that no matter what you think about anything, you can accomplish it. You know, she never thought she would do a Miss USA pageant, right? And then you'll hear why she decided to do it. And um, here she is. Now she has this incredible platform and opportunity to help grow the sport of hockey as well. Because she's known in the competition as the as like the hockey girl, which you'll hear right. stories about that too. <laughs> and, um, but she's just like what you would expect from A hockey player she's so down to earth she loves the sport she has a lot to say she's super smart and we even quizzed her like beauty pageant style with some hard hard hard-hitting questions too
1: (laughs) and she passed if anybody was but
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if she won the whole thing. I mean, I haven't checked out the competition, but I'm rooting for her. So, you know. And we'll have to tune in. It's Monday, November 29th. We'll also send you guys
1: a reminder on social media when to watch uh, and where to watch it. And she will touch on it as well. So stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah, you're going to really enjoy our conversation with Joanna. I don't think I've ever interviewed a Miss USA of any uh state or you know all in all I don't I don't think I have I've interviewed all kinds of people but I think that might be a first
1: I've never been in any form of a room including a zoom room with anybody that has been a miss anything uh so that was cool
0: it was (laughs) you know we were talking we, we talk about this a little bit in the episode but um I used to get in the interview rather I remember growing up we would get hard mailings, like old school paper mail, like in the mailbox, you know, with advertisements to compete in these kinds of pageants. And I I remember always looking at it and being like, I could totally do that. But I never had any like support from, you know, or encouragement around me to do that. Um, but I also wasn't like, I really want to do this so you know but you were saying you never got those kinds of mailers
1: no I don't know of anybody that got any of those mailers um yeah no I mean I live in an area where they probably were like oh let's not send it to that area let's send it to like the Huntington Beach area or something like that but uh no I don't remember getting I don't remember getting anything in the mail up until I turned like sixteen and then people just wanted to start sending me bills at that point. So
0: maybe your parents threw them out. We are not paying for her to compete in pageants and and have it's an expensive thing with those yeah, dresses and, they, and all that. They knew
1: I would do it. Of course I mean, obviously they knew I was just gonna jump at, you know, wearing dresses uh but you heels. could win
0: a scholarship. You can win money.
1: I'm still not putting a freaking dress on <laughs> like let's be real. <laughs>
0: Hey, you never know. You should. Hmm. You should ask. I you should, should ask? ask your parents. You should ask your parents if you if they got those in the mail and they just never gave them to you. Do you want me to call them right now and ask them? You could have been a beauty queen, <laughs> breezy. I doubt it. They but crushed they your did. dreams.
1: They crushed my dreams of being a beauty queen. Instead, they put me into freaking park and wreck basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know, it's not the path for everybody, but it's not. It wasn't the path for, for me either. I don't it's think not. that that, been, <laughs> that wouldn't have gone well. Like, uh, yeah. But Joanna, this is not to put Joanna down. This is sounding like we're poo pooing pageants. We're not. We're not at all. No. Big supporters because it takes a lot of effort and time to do that. And you really do get an opportunity to have a platform and and influence other young men and women um about what you care about
1: it's a lot of work you got you know a lot of stress on there you got to take care of yourself you have to stay like physically fit and really you know keep yourself in line to to be able to do this so I mean kudos to anybody who does do it I could never do it uh (laughs) And that's a lot of eyeballs on
0: you. You, I, That's a lot of pressure. Oh my God. Yeah. lot of pressure. Yeah. But and super
1: they, cool to hear about it for sure.
0: Yes. So I think you all will be inspired by our conversation with her. But anyway, just had to set that record straight. Uh, we weren't poo-pooing pageants because would, we wouldn't have her on if that was the case. We think it's pretty incredible <laughs> that she can do all of it. She's this badass on the ice who can play hockey, you know, yeah. better than the rest of us and then she can also command a stage and wear a crown like who what how much better does that get like we're yeah i'm not there that's not me
1: uh, no. <laughs> no that's not you it's not me um,
0: <laughs> no that's why joanna is joanna and she's competing yes <laughs> um okay so uh after i've now tried to dig us out of the hole that i thought we were building accidentally
1: uh... i don't think we dug any hole i was poking okay, away from myself from wearing a dress the last time i wore a dress was in 1999
0: i i can't i, I don't even know what you just said to me
1: <laughs> just say 1999 was the last time i wore a dress that like was that, 22 years ago yes and it was at my sister's wedding that was it
2: oh so,
1: that's why I'm poo-pooing on wearing a dress for a so. Of course.
0: Oh. I don't have anything against dresses. I'm, I'm fine just... with dresses. I, I have to wear them for work a lot of the time, which is fine. But I, I'm more comfortable not in a dress, except in the summertime I do like a dress because I get overheated and I like not a lot of things touching my body or tight clothes. Makes sense. But that's about a... Would you ever wear a dress to a hockey game? Absolutely not. <laughs> maybe neither. I wouldn't,
1: wear, I wouldn't wear a dress to bed.
0: Like, <laughs> You don't no. wear a nightgown?
1: No, I don't.
0: <laughs> I don't either. You know who I just bought a nightgown for? Antony. Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, wait, I have to tell this story briefly, quickly. Okay. So the guys who like spray for bugs, right? Like they they'd spray for mosquitoes and stuff, whatever in the yard. They always come really early in the morning. And she had on a long sweater that went to her knees, but it's see-through and she didn't know. And she opened the door to talk to the bug spray guy and he was like, look at her up and down it's like (laughs) well hello there she's like why is he looking at me he was looking at me so funny I had I had clothes on I'm like that sweater is see-through I'm buying you a nightgown that's not see-through so the next time you get up and go to open the door you don't give the guy a show I said he's gonna be begging to come spray at our house every time
1: now (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny
0: Yeah, but uh, anyway, yeah, but it's just like, I don't, are we going there? We're going there. I mean, I don't sleep in pajamas, but like I wear pajama type clothes at night, you know?
1: Yeah, because I think like you go to the store like, oh, I need to go buy pajamas, right? Right. Like I've never gone and said like, I say, oh, I'm going to sleep in this tonight. And I just pull like a random shirt out of my dresser.
0: Right, right. And like, I don't. The, those pajama sets that gets too hot i get too hot i can't i don't i can't sleep with a lot of clothes on i'll just leave it at that
1: and they're just so funny every time i see my mom i'm like are you is there a freaking flood like your pajamas don't even go to your ankles Like, <laughs> well, why,
0: who, well, in, who invented the dressing the night the night gown? why does it go to the the mid-calf what is this <laughs> I mean, why are they so hideous with these horrible old lady patterns? You know,
1: lace sleeves. My mom was, I was like, did you change or is that a nightgown? She goes, it's a nightgown. I went, those are pajamas.
0: (laughs) I know. Of course, I bought Antoni something very hip and cool and it's all black. So, you know. Oh, there you go. There you go. But anyway, we're talking about pajamas. Should we talk a quick little bit of hockey? How did we get here? What are we doing? I don't know i no. well all i got for you is the blackhawks uh were on, went on a four total four game win streak which was wonderful but they lost to the edmonton oilers which isn't totally surprising and then kyle beach do you want to read us the news about kyle beach
1: yeah let me pull that up here
0: you pull that up and then i'm going to talk about two shocking things the New York Islanders are at the bottom of their uh, division, which I thought at this point, that's a little shocking based on what we thought preseason and all of the uh, <laughs> trades that they made. So they're having a little bit of a rough go right now, but they do have a brand new building to play in. They had their debut. this is, They've had two games as of when we recorded this in UBS Arena. Everybody's loving the arena. So cheers to the Islanders fans for finally having a brand new barn. And then something I have noticed either through social media or reading the news about the league, no one talks about Minnesota, but they're first in the frickin' Central. First, the Minnesota Wild are first in the Central and nobody's talking about them.
1: Nobody's writing
0: uh, news stories. Nobody's talking about them. I
1: think it's just expected that... Minnesota would be good because of I mean they play in freaking Minnesota right like
0: yeah but yeah no one talks about them nobody's talking about them nobody expected them to be in first place at this point in the season in in the central um, right. they've lost the last three of their five games but they're still in the first in the central everybody's like the abs the abs the abs nah, nah. Okay, they're not first right now, so yeah, obviously things can change. But I, I'm a little disappointed in the lack of coverage on the Minnesota Wild, which is something I never thought I would say, but is due. And they did play extremely well in the playoffs last season, so, yeah. so
1: we'll see that. But speaking of new barns, yeah. can we talk about how they want to rename Staples Center to they Crypto? Want to- it's Crypto Arena or something Crypto dot com Arena. Are you serious? Christmas Day, $700 million talks, I guess. But dot it's forever going to be staples to me. I'm sorry. Whenever I refer to Staples Center or Crypto.com, it's going to be Staples Center. Just saying.
0: I can't believe they gave up the naming rights. I'm just so confused.
1: I was sitting there, I'm like, is this an April (laughs) Fool's joke in November? Like... (laughs) I it's full seven christmas day i guess i don't know i haven't read too much into it i've been a little mia from the internet for for last couple of weeks but uh from what i saw that's that's what it is
0: apparently jeez well when that happened to my chicago white Sox and they renamed comiskey park they've renamed it two times i think in the last <laughs> yes. 15 years probably I don't know what it's called. It will forever be called Comiskey Park to me. And if you're real Chicago, it's Comiskey Park. So I'm with you on the, like, I'm not calling it whatever stupid thing it is now. We're we're calling it what we've always known it as, is Staples. Like we're going to Staples Center.
1: But I think the most important thing is that they just keep it up to how they have Staples, right? Like still have it be a safe place for individuals to go to. Mm -hmm. But most importantly... I would rather just have a good hockey team. I don't care what the <laughs> arena's name is. Just, just have a good hockey team and keep it safe. Uh, name it whatever the hell you want. I don't care. But it will always be staples to me. But if you want to call it, I don't even know what you'd want to call it. If you want to call it something, fine. But just make sure that the team is good. That's all I want. Valid point, Breezy. Valid point. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's Almost all I have for the day. Uh, uh,
0: tell us about Kyle.
1: Yes. Good so news. this came across my phone. Kyle Beach. Everyone knows who Kyle Beach is at this point. He started his first hockey game Friday night since October 27th, or his October 27th interview with Rick Westhead on TSN Sports, confirming he was the player in the Blackhawks 2010 scandal. He scored twice, and his team won eight to two. So he's signed on with the Black Dragons Erfurt in Germany, and I probably botched that. Uh, the team supports his courage for speaking up and has been supportive in any way necessary. So Kyle has played his first game back since his interview, scored two goals, got a huge win, and he's playing in Germany uh, and he's being supported uh, by his teammates, the organization and everyone there, which is really great to hear.
0: You love to hear this. It is great to hear. I'm very happy for him. I'm so happy he is back on the ice and that this has not stopped him from playing hockey and that he has an organization that is supportive and got his back because that's what he's needed all this time. And good for him. I'm really glad. I'm really glad. I agree. I agree. That's good news. That's some good news for him and that is that is really refreshing to hear. Yes. Yeah. Especially
1: but, coming after a crypto.com rename of Staple Center.
0: Blah.
1: But happy for Kyle and even happy, happy for Kyle to bring this over to uh, to our guest.
0: Happy for Joanna. Yeah.
1: Happy for Kyle. Happy for Kyle. Not happy for Staples Center.
0: Not happy for Staples Center. Hit play on the interview with Joanna already. I'm like, cricket, cricket. (laughs) This week's episode of the House of Hockey podcast is brought to you by.
1: The NHL season is underway, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has unbelievable offers to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. They got that right. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. Doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection. However they light up the lamp, you'll win. If Sportsbook isn't available on your site yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with daily fantasy sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down any $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net gets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 or older new jersey indiana or pennsylvania only new customers only minimum $5 $5 deposit and $1 wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com/sportsbook for details gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER
0: welcome to the house miss vermont usa Joanna Nagel.
2: Hi, everyone. Did I say it right? Did I get the title right? right. Yes. I am Miss Vermont USA for 2021, and I'm so excited to be here.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. I love your title, and I'm sure people are like, why are they interviewing um, a miss usa that seems so sort of different than what you girls normally talk about so you're also really good at hockey and you play hockey and you coach hockey and that is the connection so um i guess let's start with hockey stuff tell us your journey into hockey
2: so i started this crazy journey actually as a figure skater i started figure skating at age three And then I saw my first hockey game at age eight, and it was um, all over from there, pretty much. You know, you watch a hockey game, you wanna be involved in some way. So I knew I knew how to skate. Um, Hockey skates were definitely a little more uh, troublesome than I thought originally. The switch was a little more difficult. But from there, I ended up playing with a local youth team, went on to play varsity high school, and then went on to play four years of ACHA at the University of Vermont.
1: Wow, crazy. What a story. So what you said you saw your first hockey game that made you want to play hockey. Who did you watch?
2: I watched the UVM men's team. They were unreal. In Vermont, it's so hard because if you want to go see an NHL team, you have to either drive the three or four hours plus traffic to Boston, or you need to go jump the border and go to uh, Montreal, which really is maybe an hour and a half. So not bad, but you also have to cross the border.
1: (laughs) That's
0: true.
2: (laughs) <laughs> what was it about the hockey game that got you into it? There was so much, but it comes down to two things. One, how fast and wild it was. I mean, it looked like chaos to me. I was used to like the, the ice dancing. Everything's very organized. That was chaos. And I thought it was the coolest thing. And there was mistakes everywhere. Whereas figure skating, it was like, if you mess up. Like, you're like, oh, oops. But with hockey, they just get back up and they're gunning down the ice. It was amazing to watch. But on top of that, the atmosphere in general, the crowd, the student section, uh, how could you not like it? (laughs) We agree with that statement because we
0: love it. And everybody we encounter, we're like, hockey is the greatest. Um, But but anyway, so you played through college. You played on the collegiate level. Yeah. And then- This is the thing with women's hockey, especially, and we've talked to several other professional women um, hockey players, is like, in college, the career path, like post-college for women in hockey, especially in the athletics, it's sort of, the journey sort of ends there. Um, But you found a way to continue it. So tell everybody a little bit about what you do with hockey now.
2: Yes, I decided after college that I still love the sport. I knew that there wasn't, you know, that many opportunities, but I really dug deep and thought about my career as a hockey player and what I was able to do. And in that, I thought back to the coaches that I had. And I realized that out of all the years I played organized hockey, I had a female coach one of those years out of, you know, years and years of hockey. And that's when I realized that there's a real need for female hockey coaches, especially those, you know, non-parent, younger, can connect with kids coaches, So immediately I I reached out to the youth league that I grew up with and was able to assistant coach a team. And that first year instilled so much joy. And I felt like I was doing something for the community. I felt like I was actually making a difference. And that got me hooked. And I've been coaching for this is my sixth season now.
1: Wow, crazy. Would you say that a female hockey coach that with kids uh, may have more impact than a male coach uh, in a certain way?
2: Absolutely, they do. And that just comes down to, it's that person that they can connect to. Someone who has been through the same experiences that they have. Male coaches are great. I've coached alongside male coaches and they definitely give a lot to the kids. But when it comes to keeping the kids engaged, keeping the kids wanting to play for more years, I have seen with the female coaches that I've worked with that girls just want to talk and have fun and are more engaged with the practice when it's a younger female coach that they have developed that relationship where it's somewhere in the middle of a friend and like a teacher or a parent. You're almost that middle ground where you can tell them a little more stuff, but there's still that that authority figure as well.
0: I would agree Uh, with you. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about, like, the coaching
2: status today with the the youth. What is the ages, again, that you coach? So I've, throughout my years, I've coached anywhere between U10s and U16s, but this year I have a U12 team.
0: Okay. So this is, like, the prime years. Those are the prime development years for kids to take that, you know, to try to make it to another level, to play, whether that's in college, at university, or beyond And we've seen so much of the traditional coaches in the NHL have shifted and there's so much push for a different type of coaching. What are you seeing at your level in the development of what's working with coaching as far as like having relationships not having too close of relationships but then you know towing that line and being really strict in the the yelling kind of like Tortorella like what is that balance and what does that look like in the next generation that's coming up
2: yeah that was like
0: five questions in one (laughs) but
2: I'll try to I'll try to cover some of those in in this answer But what I've noticed is that, especially with girls and especially with youth, is that you see a large drop off in participation after around the U12, U14 year. And a lot of that comes down to you have these typically their male coaches, some female that think that this is like a varsity high school team and they run it as such, which is great for some players. But in my opinion, hockey players are some of the best athletes that are out there and they should be trained as such. And that doesn't quite mean, you know, you sprint them for a full hour on the ice. That means you let them have a day off so they can go to soccer practice. You let them have a day off to go to, um, you know, another, another sport lacrosse, because all of those things are going to make them a better player. And I think that's something that coaches are starting to understand that they need to have that kind of breadth to their athletic ability. That's what's going to make them not only a better player, but a better person and down the line, they're gonna be able to handle those higher level, higher prestige levels, like um, whether it's college or whether it's beyond, they need to have that large amount of athletic ability because if they're just hockey players, they're not going to go too far unless they're a full complete athlete. I'm sure you get a lot of pushback on that. yes like yes the, I do.
0: letting them go to you know soccer i mean i can only correlate that to back when i was trying to be an athlete in high school and i wanted to take singing lessons as well to see if i could possibly sing and the singing coach was like you aren't gonna be able to do golf and softball and all of these other things. If you're serious about this, you have to dedicate everything, you know, all of this stuff like you would to this, and, and you're not gonna be able to do both. And when I listened to myself saying, I was like, yeah, so this isn't gonna go very far for me. So I'm gonna stick with the other stuff, but I can only <laughs> imagine that like the pushback you get, um, especially if it's a really competitive system,
2: yeah, thankfully, I'm I'm not in too competitive of a league. But I just find that they're more engaged if we let them do what they want to do, especially at this age, we're in the youth development game, where, you know, we're, I'm not training the best hockey player in the world, I'm trying to train a very solid athlete. So for me, that means they're going to be more engaged if I let them go to soccer practice. If they think hockey means that they have no winter whatsoever, they can't do anything else that they want to do. They have a really rigorous schedule at the ages of 11 and 12. That's a turnoff for a lot of a- potential, really good athletes. And that kind of lifestyle I think is something that a lot of people are going away from.
1: Definitely. I mean, we saw that we had a guest on a couple weeks ago, a youth player, tiny beast, Abby, and, She plays hockey, but she also plays softball and soccer and she's doing all these other things. But at the end of the day, she goes back to hockey because that's her number one priority. And it's awesome. And she's fantastic. She's a great athlete and she's a great kid. And um, I think that speaks volumes on her coaches, too, because that's the one thing that she's always mentioned was my coaches are the ones that are driving me to want to keep practicing. There's no days off. But that didn't mean no days off for hockey. So, I think that's yep. a, a prime example.
2: Exactly. Make hockey fun and engaging. They're gonna show up. That doesn't mean we need to tell them don't do anything else. They're. It's the best sport out there. They're gonna come back. You just gotta make it fun, engaging, and make sure they still have time for all the good kids stuff as well. Exactly. <laughs> and you still you do you play like in rec leagues too. Yes, I play in a a couple men's leagues, a couple women's leagues. Um, It's been a lot of fun since being crowned. uh, I won my local men's league championship and I also won the uh, local Hockey Fights MS tournament as well. So that's it's been a lot of fun. I, I love to play. I usually play with my dad or my roommate and it's the best way for me to stay in shape.
0: (laughs) I can only imagine. Uh, Breezy and I, unfortunately are not skilled in the hockey playing area of life. (laughs) Um, And we've had our stories that we've shared over the years of, of why we haven't attempted to play again as adults. So we admire you for doing that (laughs) because I have dreams about me, like skating gloriously on the ice. And then I wake up and realize that that's not my reality, but um, when you play in like the rec leagues, what are your team names? Are they anything like super fun and creative? Or what's
2: your nickname on the ice? Oh, I, I there's a lot of answers to that. So team names, um, I've had a lot over the years. A couple of them have been, well, currently the Cluster Pucks has been one. Um, I had a team that I played with for a long time called Boss. And it was supposed to be, you know, Blades of Stainless Steel. And instead, we kind of joked around that it stood for a bunch of, excuse my language, shitty skaters. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's all those, like, little fun things. I've played for, like, a team called the Hockey Donkeys. I, we have so many interesting names. I mean, it, it's hockey. Adult hockey culture is, is so fun in that way. They really like to have fun. But for me personally, I have had a lot of nicknames over the years. My biggest one is Joe Beast, um, something my dad came up with. The kids in high school thought it was, like, something they could bully me with, and then I made it my Xbox gamer tag, and now I own it. It's my name now. So, uh, it's on some of my jerseys, for sure. That's good. <laughs> Why were they calling you Beast? I like, was a, I was a tall, like, I, I was 5'11 since, like, 8th eighth, ni- eighth or ninth grade, so I was, like, I was a big girl um, among all these, you know, 5'4 right. girls. I was a beast. I was big. <laughs> Well, I love that you took ownership of
0: it because that I think, you know.
2: Oh, yeah. Have being a beast is true. awesome. Yeah.
0: Now, you know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe not in, when you're like 13.
2: It could be. Oh, like, yeah. When you're 13, people don't like it as much. But yeah, I like it now.
0: Okay, now tell us, um, okay, let's stick with hockey for one more. I have one more question. and Breezy might have another one. Give us um, some stories, any kind of hockey stories from your days of either playing in college or even in adult leagues now. Uh, anything funny, anything ridiculous, any kind of prank, oh, anything that is like appropriate and um, okay to share beyond the locker room.
2: Yeah, um, there's actually something that I I hope I get the details right. But it popped up on like my Facebook memories the other day that there was a game in college. I believe we were playing Westchester University and we never wanted to play them again after this. There was 120 minutes of penalty minutes in that one game. And (laughs) it it was like the score sheet i was I was president of the team at the time so i had the score sheet and i remember just being shot it was constant it was the chippiest grossest meanest game of hockey that has probably ever been played it, it so many penalties there was like three on three at one point that's how just absolutely ridiculous this game was and I ended up scoring that game, thankfully, but it was like the eleventh goal of the game. Like no one, it, there was no real hockey being played. It was like goal, penalty, 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 goal, goal, penalty. It it was the wildest game that I think I played in college. And people say, it. yeah, people oh yeah, say it was very entertaining. <laughs> Women's hockey is not
0: boring, people. We need to like dispel that that statement at right here with that story alone.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah, There, there's some games where some girls do have beef with each other and you can tell instantly they're going hard, they're angling hard, they're being aggressive with every puck battle and it, it, it makes it fun. I mean, it's my kids the other day asked me, why can't we check? And I was like, we're craftier than that. Like, <laughs> we Good can answer. do other things. I was like, here's all the things I can teach you that we can do. This is aggressive, right? And I angle them off into the board. to so like, oh, we can do that. So, you know, it's just kind of reframing it, you know, don't need to body someone in the boards to be aggressive.
1: Very true. But it is also fun to watch.
2: It, it. It. It's fun. It's fun.
1: <laughs> I think that's why people like hockey so much, too, is because it's it's a violent sport. And I think people <laughs> like violence to some extent.
2: <laughs> and it's a that might be part of
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> It's that a healthy might. place to let that frustration out, you know, <laughs> <laughs> It, and there was such thing as healthy violence yeah <laughs> right that's that's true that's yeah a little counterintuitive but yeah. It, yeah as long as you're not like actually injuring somebody then i think that's that's the definition of healthy violence
2: yeah no injuries. we're not encouraging no violence. no no injuries <laughs> just a strong aggressive play exactly <laughs>
0: Um, what do you think of the progress that's been made with the women linesmen and lines, well, I guess lines person, uh, I, I I don't want to offend anybody, um, mm-hmm. women who are referees that are now at the professional level in like the OHL, um, and then even seeing people like Kendall Coyne in a development role with the Blackhawks, and we're seeing more, uh, more women coming up in the coaching space into the NHL. um, Where, what's your opinion of all of that? And and where do you think it's going to go and how long until we see a woman behind, you know, the bench in, you know, in the NHL?
2: Yeah. I love to see women in all these new roles in sports, but when it comes to hockey, I'm not, I'm not yet satisfied. You know, I want to see that head coach. I want to see at least a woman on the bench, You know we have all these behind the scene coaches directors in all these different spaces but i just don't see them as often when it comes to actually watching the nhl game i don't see them behind the benches i don't see them as often um on the lines i do see them a little bit in other sports like the nfl they're a little more visible Mm -hmm. which is great um but there's still a lot of work to be done and you know these these positions are all great stories but it's nowhere near equal. It's so far from equal. And while it's great on the national level and in those high level areas, we don't see it on the youth level. I'm still seeing mm-hmm. you know, all male refs at the youth level. I'm still seeing predominantly male coaches at the youth level. So it's not, it's not trickling down yet, and we're also not yet at the top. So for that reason, I'm like, God, there's a lot left to be desired. I'm happy that we're making movement. It's just not fast enough for me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's like the chicken and the egg. Does it, does it, do we need to, we need both. We need to see women in these, you know, more higher up positions on the bigger, on the national scale. But then where is the disconnect happening that we're not taking that and using that as a model to, you know, recruit younger women and men to, you know, be involved in? in the sport moving forward in a coaching sort of space, so exactly. especially women.
2: Exactly, representation means so much, just being able to be visible. So for all of these NHL roles that I'm seeing, a lot of them are behind the scenes. So no one's really seeing these women actually perform and coach and do what they need direct. It's so behind the scenes, it's either a desk job or it's a, it's a video coaching position. That's not really helping the younger generation. It needs to be someone visible, someone out there. And I feel like we're just not not quite yet there. How do we get there? We need a lot. So not only do we need women trying to going for these positions, fighting off any imposter syndrome of being the first or being one of the first in that position. But on top of that, all of these men that are currently in these positions, they have that privilege and they can utilize it to further that agenda. So it getting in their ear, reminding them, Hey, you have that power. You can speak up for that female coworker that you used to have, or female athlete that you saw and hire them, promote them, manage them, teach them. You know, that's what, that's how I got into coaching is that I had a male head coach that said, yes, I want to train a female assistant. It takes people like that Mm -hmm. to utilize their privilege and help us. Yeah. We need the male allies. Exactly. Yeah, hey, we're all we're all in this together. You know, it's not like us against the world. It's like no, let's let's handhold a little bit. Let's all get to a place that we can all be happy with.
0: Ew, don't hold my hand. That's gross. <laughs> you cooties. Ew,
2: <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, we need that for sure.
0: Um, Breezy, do you have more hockey questions?
1: Yeah, I want to know about hockey in Vermont. Yeah. I, I just want to know all about it. I mean, who do you guys? uh cheer for on like the national level who's your college team that you cheer for ahl what's what are kids rocking on the street i mean favorite players what's all going on in, in vermont
2: oh yeah you know vermont hockey's great just because it's winter most of the year uh, it already snowed up here so you know what the the normal yep i went to the gym the other day and i came out and there was snow in my car so i like that because it means pond hockey season will be here eventually um, I just but keep yeah, a lot of...
1: of Johnny Tsunami. Whenever I think <laughs> Vermont. <so.
2: laughs> yep. There's a lot of Bruins fans up here. There's a lot of Canadians fans up here. You get the occasional Flyers fan. Um, I'm personally a Caps fan. I spent a couple years in the DC area. Um, they're they're all very interested in hockey. The biggest thing around here is is NCAA hockey. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you'll see a bunch of kids running around. We always pack the arena. Um, we have Gutterson Field House, which is an amazing barn up there. I was just there last night actually. And it's electric. It's it's great. It's local. It's cheap. It's fun. It's good hockey. There's usually like big names like Northeastern or UMass coming into town and all big northeastern names. So it's it's a really good time. But the big difference with Vermont hockey is is the pond hockey. There there's Lake Champlain that we have up here and it freezes over every year. There's a couple pond hockey tournaments that are up here and Everyone comes out, they've got bonfires on the lake. You got, you know, tents of um, hot apple cider and beer and all that kind of fun stuff. And everyone comes out and has a full day. It's, it's so amazing to see. It is awesome. You know what that (laughs) reminds me of Breeze and
0: and you too, Joanna, is like, it reminds me a little bit of what we've heard about Minnesota hockey that, I mean, they do have a, a national league team, but The passion is much more on the college level, and those arenas are sold out, you know, anytime there's a game.
2: Yeah, they're wild. And
0: the outdoor ponds, there too, of course, right? Yeah, and that's where you
2: learn all the fun stuff is on the pond because you're like, ah, it's just me out here. I'm going to fool around. You don't got, you know, a lot of space to handle, so you've got to have really good hands. And the best players that I've seen are ones that either like grew up on a pond or they make sure they're on a pond most of the winter.
1: Jeez, are there any uh, players uh, in the National League that are from Vermont?
2: There's been a couple over the years. Um, Tim Thomas is is probably one of the bigger ones. Marty St. Louis, another big one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say those are those are the the two biggest that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay, hmm. i was
1: gonna say I wonder if we see us uh, or Vermont Vermont fast hands. while wow, I can't even talk today, so that's fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Angie's feeling out of the weather. What were you trying to say?
1: I don't even know. I don't even know where I'm going (laughs) at.
0: (laughs) Rainy Saturday vibes is right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take us into how the hell did you get into Miss USA going from this life of, of, from what we've heard of devotion to hockey. I mean, you played in college, like that's, you know, a very one way kind of path that takes up so much of your time. You're on the road, traveling to away games. Like how did you get introduced into this like very uh, split sort of element of two things? That's not the right, like dichotomy between these two things.
2: Definitely. It's, it's been such a fun journey doing something that's so vastly different in a lot of people's eyes and how it came about was I got a flyer in the mail my senior year of college and my sister I remember it up and, getting those in the yes, mail in Illinois yes, they used to I do would, those all the time yes. the old school marketing and they get you that way which is great but my sister came in with the flyer and I'm sitting there in 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 a hockey sweatshirt like I am now And hockey sweatpants, like just fully looking like I'm about ready to go to a rink or just came back from practice. I probably smelled like that's the level of of what I looked like, like literally just now. I haven't changed still. Um, But she hands it to me and I kind of look at her and I'm like, what what do you want me to do? (laughs) And she goes, do it. And I, I told her, hey, I'm a hockey player. And that's when she said, that's what would make this cool she's like you should you should do this try it you always try anything put in front of you I'm putting this in front of you basically was what she was trying to say and I decided you know what I'm gonna do it and so I go out there and I have a blast it like my heart had never pounded like that hard like it, it was like a championship level like feeling when you're like about to go out there and it took so much training it felt very similar to training for hockey um I had to really focus on my nutrition which college athletes Yes, we do focus on nutrition, but we've also got, like, some serious, like, we need to eat. We're burning calories until who knows when at night. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember eating, like, five or six meals. That doesn't, you know, like, it's crazy. But now it's, like, putting in this nutrition element to those five or six meals, doubling down on everything. And, I mean, it's been such a a wild road, but I wouldn't have it any other way. And now I finally get my dream of being the first Miss USA uh, hockey player on the stage the first oh I just got the chills yeah as far as I know I know that there's been some girls who have competed in the Miss America system and some girls who have competed in other systems that have played before but as far as I know um not a ton of Miss um USA contestants have been hockey players definitely not on on this scale that is so cool
0: okay tell us the so with the Miss USA system what are the challenges that's not the right word but what are the (laughs) categories that you have to present when you are competing
2: so there are three main areas of competition the first is interview which is usually closed door very much like this where you know i get asked questions that are pretty much based on who i am as a person so as you can imagine judges are usually pretty interested in the hockey aspect because it's not something they they normally hear (laughs) Um, And then after that is the fitness competition, which is what everyone kind of knows with the swimsuits. And that's basically focused on, one, confidence. And two, whether you appear to be a healthy person, healthy lifestyle, fit. That can mean anything from super muscly to, you know, you just – you were clearly very fit. Mm -hmm. And the third would be evening gown, which is all focused on elegance and poise and connecting with the audience. And that part can be a lot of fun for sure. (laughs) I very much enjoy having some sort of like wild Cape. It's, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something different. I like, I like to have crazy hockey jerseys and I like to have crazy gowns, so (laughs) mix it up. I love it.
0: I love it. (laughs) So you won this year, the title. So then, like, tell everybody sort of like what the next steps are and what you're going to compete in the Miss USA the, to win yes. all, all of it. Right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm trying to like remember it's... my Miss Congeniality and it's oh not Miss Congeniality
2: back. <laughs> is great. You know what, Miss Congeniality isn't that far off from from what it's like to be honest. Um, I, I just imagine. watched it like maybe like a week ago. But basically, what happens is. I was, all the states crowned a winner, so I was crowned Vermont in June, and we've been training ever since for the Miss USA competition, which will be all 51 of us, so DC included in that, and I'm like looking, you see me looking off, I'm looking at my calendar because it's really (laughs) ticking down for me. And basically we leave next week and we will be there for a full week rehearsing, making sure that we know where to go on stage and at what time. There's going to be an opening number, all of that great, crazy stuff. We'll have a couple of events here and there. And um, then we have the actual competition, which will be nationally televised, which talk about a very scary moment when you know you're going to go on national TV in a bikini um very i'm excited for it i really am um it's it still is nerve-wracking wait what day is that so everybody that will be on november 29th on fyi and hulu everybody's gonna watch we're gonna be cheering for you okay go ahead what else yes i think this is gonna be like the most people have worn hockey jerseys while watching this usa (laughs) ever
0: (laughs) wait are like friends and family allowed to come or is it closed off because of covid
2: Thankfully, it's not closed off. It it was closed off last year and we were, you know, really wondering how it was going to go. But thankfully, family and friends will be able to go. So I'll have my family and uh, my roommate who was my captain in college. So very excited.
0: Are they going to be wearing the jerseys that say Joe Beast on them?
2: (laughs) I think they're going to dress up for the actual competition. But I actually um, I have a send off party tonight for Miss USA. And I actually, of course, in classic me fashion, it's going to be at a hockey rink. Most people do it at like a a country club. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to do it at a hockey rink. We're going to run out the ice. We're going to skate around. Um, So that's kind of the way that we're going to, we're going to celebrate and we're going to have hockey Jersey. Everyone who's played with me or coached under me is going to wear the, the Jersey that correlates with that moment in time. And I think there is a hockey Jersey there that says Miss Vermont USA on the back that everyone's going to sign and all that. Yeah. I'm making it, making it as fun and hockey filled as I possibly can.
1: (laughs) That is so cool.
0: (laughs) What's the like reaction from the other girls you compete with when they hear that you also play hockey?
2: That's a great question because I have had some really funny moments with um, my sister title holders because we all went to a retreat in Cancun actually. How amazing is that? All expenses paid. Wonderful vacation um, at the Nizuk resort over there and basically there's there's anything from girls being like, uh, we all know each other because of social media, right? There's no secrets. I know who all these girls are and I still remember South Dakota, uh, Caroline Petty, she came up to me and I introduced myself as Joanna and we kept talking and all of a sudden it clicked for her and she just grabs me. She's like oh my God, you're the hockey player. I'm obsessed with you. And I I immediately burst out laughing that like most people knew me because I'm like, that's the hockey player. And it was so cool to just have that reaction from some of the girls of, oh my God, that's who you are. Like, I think that's so cool. From these girls that I've never played before, I've, I've joked around that I'm going to uh, buy a van and just go around the 50 states teaching them all how to play hockey. They, they're, they want me to seriously do that, so.
1: That would be really funny if you took a uh, van around, though. I think yeah. you should do that.
2: Yeah, I definitely should. Um, you know, I don't want to tell too many secrets, but there is a, a state costume competition. It's not judged. And basically, we need to have a costume that represents our state. Let's just say that mine is hockey-related. So <laughs> oh. stay tuned. That it's it's gonna be something that I don't think has ever been seen before, for better or worse. It's it's gonna be
0: hockey-related. Yeah. <laughs>
1: These are <laughs> okay.
0: okay. Now tell us how the Miss USA competition and all of that translates to your coaching, because I'm sure some of the parents have seen it or know that you also do that, and I'm sure you're telling the kids you coach like well i'm going to be gone this week because of you know i'm i'm sure you're being really transparent with them and like what does what is their reaction to it
2: it's been so funny i've i've been competing in Competitions usually fall around hockey season because, you know, it's the north and most most of the year's hockey season. So (laughs) there's that. But they've been all so supportive. Um, It's it's become my platform mostly to coach and, and mentor and sports leadership. But I've seen a lot of support through my parents and my kids. They get so excited when they first learn that, you know, I have this crown. They get very excited for it. They ask a lot of questions. But also, I I used to coach in Maryland and direct a program down there in Baltimore. And my kids one day, the day before I left for the competition, they all showed up to practice wearing these paper sashes that all said, go coach Joe on it. No. And they're just, they're so supportive. They... They know that it takes away from about, you know, a weekend or a week from, from hockey season. But to them, it's, it's very exciting for them to, to see me do it. And they all want to talk about it and ask me a bunch of questions, see pictures. So it's, it's been positive. That's, that's awesome.
1: cool. Cause it's like, you're supportive of them and, and coaching them and telling them, you know, trying to make them a better person. So to have them kind of reciprocate that back to you uh, and be supportive of you, is kind of a full circle thing. So that's awesome
2: exactly i let them go to their soccer practice they let me go to my competition it's all you know comes full circle
0: (laughs) yeah i think you're a really great role model for them showing them that you can be all of it or none of it or just some of it you know you can be just a hockey player you can be hockey soccer basketball you can also compete in a Miss USA competition and still be a total badass on the ice and I think that's sort of the the examples that kids today need to to be seeing and even adults like I'm sure you're also inspiring adults that are like oh I could I I've always wanted to do this I could do it if if Joanna can do both of these things that you would think would be so different you know, why can't I do the things that I want? So I think um, your story and what you're doing is incredible. And and we just had to chat with you. Okay, I want to do something and I want Breezy to think, I just thought of another idea and hopefully it won't be a bad one, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, we want to, I'm going to ask you as if we were at the Big Miss USA competition, the hard-hitting interview questions from like the panel. Do
2: they do that, or is that in the closed yes. room? This is the public, they, right? Yes, they they do they do a big like onstage question for the top five. So definitely okay. in the cards.
0: Okay, <laughs> okay, breezy. You think of a hard-hitting question for her, and I'm okay. I'm gonna go. Okay, put my pageant on hat. On. Yeah, put your put your pageant hat on and shoulders back, boobs out. That's what we do. Chin down, right? Like it's a whole it's a whole thing. I know it. That's why I call it my TV face. Okay. (laughs) How do you think the NHL handled the Kyle Beach situation? And what would you have done differently?
2: The biggest thing for me is that we need to be able to listen to everybody and we need to be able to to act on that and not try to sweep things under the rug because of where people are in their position. It's so important that we empower people to speak up for themselves, to speak up for their teammates, everyone around the board. I've seen that day in and day out as a youth coach and make sure that being transparent as possible and listening and advocating for others, whether it's yourself, your teammates, anybody, so important
0: very good answer ten, 10 out of 10 i don't know what the point skill is but i'm going with that breezy hit her with your hard hitting interview question help we're helping
2: you prepare
1: how am i supposed to follow up with that i was just going to ask if she believes in aliens
2: hey perfect I, i've been asked okay. what my favorite ice cream flavor was like anything's on the table okay
1: do you okay. believe in aliens
2: i do believe in aliens I think that I don't know enough about what's out there, and there's a lot out there. So in my opinion, it, the world could be crazier than we know, and I do not have enough information to say no to that. So I will say it exists. There's something out there. <laughs> oh, man.
1: Have you ever had any uh, UFO experiences or out-of-towner experiences?
2: I, I have not, but I feel like if it was going to happen, it would be in some field in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. exactly (laughs) it would be here i'll let you know breezy if i ever happen upon an alien i'll message you like three years from now i'll be like hey i found one spotted real
0: (laughs) you're prepared you're you're gonna win i'm i'm not worried about it you can (sighs) handle our interview questions you're 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 good to go you don't need to practice you're you're ready
2: Win or lose, as long as I inspire a lot of girls to play hockey, I am good to go. (laughs) Exactly.
0: I'm surprised
2: that, like, the
0: formerly, formerly the, like, NWHL or the PWHPA, like, I'm surprised they haven't reached out to you, or have they?
2: Um, so I've had a lot of pretty big names reach out. Um, I did an article with USA Hockey, um, did a har- article with um, Women's Hockey Life, and um, I've also been featured on Sauce Hockey a couple times, um, which I love my Sauce Hockey kids. So I was like, <laughs> yes, I was so down for that. So, yeah, I'm sure with um, all the promos and stuff that are going to come out, that's almost entirely footage of me coaching or playing mm-hmm. um, I'm sure there's gonna be a, a lot more where that came from. I don't okay. give my crown up till March, even despite the the Miss USA competition. So Good. there's still a lot lot more hockey left, a lot more hockey and Miss USA stuff going on.
0: All right, we're gonna hit you with our final three questions. Um, Breezy, you kick it off.
1: Okay, so uh, who is your favorite hunk of hockey?
2: Oh, it's Tom Wilson of the There's Washington Capitals I think he is he does it all he can score goals he can be an enforcer and he is also very very attractive I
1: agree just just a little bit attractive just a little, a little
2: bad, bit, a little like, bit. like don't get an ego Tom but you're yeah. pretty 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 attractive like I give an A, a plus
1: uh six Maybe foot a. Four, uh tall glass of water so how you say yes. it yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> and really who funny. is your favorite hockey lady
2: my favorite hockey lady, as a Vermonter, I have to say Amanda Pelkey. Uh, she played at UVM, and she also went on to play for Team USA. So my hometown little hero. <laughs>
1: Incredible. And our final uh, final question, we ask everyone this question, is do you have a Sidney Crosby story?
2: A Sidney Crosby story? I don't really have a Sidney Crosby story, actually. Um, I do have kids that I have coached that – This is a related Sidney Crosby story. I once was coaching. We were playing a scrimmage in practice, and they were lining up. And all of a sudden, one of the kids falls to the ice and, like, acts like they're writhing in pain. And I was asking what they were doing. And they were like, oh, well, it's close to Halloween. I'm pretending to be Sidney Crosby. I'm, you know, playing up my injury. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, you are 13 years old, and you have this kind of humor about Sidney Crosby? (laughs) So... (laughs) About, the Sid. <laughs> I, yeah, um, they they were going after him hard. It's a it's a Capitals area, so they're all Ovechkin or bust over there. So they mm-hmm. make fun of Sidney Crosby pretty hard. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. All Thanks right, so. well,
0: tell everybody where they can follow you on social media, and remind us one more time where we can watch and when uh, the Miss USA competition.
2: Absolutely, you can follow me on Instagram at Joanna Nagel. Or at Miss VT USA. And I will be competing at Miss USA on November 29th on FYI and Hulu. Good luck. Thanks
0: for coming over to our House of Hockey podcast and hanging out with us. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. Just look for House of Hockey Podcast. We'll be back next week.